We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work and learn, and pay respect to the First Nations peoples and their elders past, present, and future. We're recording on Gadigal land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, welcome to The Green Room, a euphony podcast powered by Yamaha headphones taking you backstage and behind the scenes with musicians, actors and comedians from around the globe. I'm your host, Tiana Speeder. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome back or hi if you're joining me for the very first time today. Now, it seems around this time of year I've been on a bit of a comedian run, including today. I don't know, maybe it's because we're reaching the pointy end of the year, a very weird year and we all need a few extra laughs, but... There's been some very funny people in the green room lately, not just accidentally funny either, like I am sometimes. Um, Green room fans and myself had a huge treat last week when I was joined by cooking and comedian legend Nats What I Reckon, the man who will not stand for jar sauce or microwaves, but he readily stands up for positive mental health while also gifting us all incredible and hilarious recipes and a lot more if you go on his YouTube or Instagram. And last week, he also revealed he's got some exciting musical adventures on the horizon with young Jay from Frenzel Rom in the mix there too. Nat's new book, Death to Jar Sauce, Rad Recipes for Champions, is out and about now too. And he's also got a trivia board game kicking around. So if you do need to start Christmas shopping and need a one-stop shop, maybe Nat's got you sorted for for the whole family. I'm not sure. But on to today's episode, we're staying in the comical realms, but again, there's also a little bit of a musical edge to this chat too. It's loose, but we'll get there. You'll see what I mean. You may know Becky Lucas from her stint earlier this year hosting the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, her solo stand-up shows, her appearances on TV shows like Orange is the New Brown and Husey We Have a Problem, her role as an untrained life coach in her podcast, The Becky and Cam Hotline. But this incredibly funny human also holds the bragging rights as being the first female Australian to feature on Conan O'Brien's hallowed late night talk show in the States. He may have told her she needs medicine afterwards, as she does go into in today's episode, but I think that's unwaveringly a compliment as Becky's ability to completely disarm you with her delivery and punchlines, well, she just leaves you laughing uncontrollably. And something punters in the new year will also get to witness when Becky joins an incredible lineup of musicians and comedians in Brisbane next March for the Super Fun Day Festival. And the lineup also boasts Hockey Dad, Aaron Chen, and also previous green room guests, Auntie Donna and Middle Kids, to name but a very small few of who will be there. Becky Lucas is no new face on the comedic circuit, but she is a fresh new voice on today's Green Room episode. So here is Becky herself chatting about the reality behind the laughs, what drove her to a life in comedy, and why Gautier got mad at a bunch of people one New Year's Eve. And both Becky and I were in the crowd to witness it, we found out. Well, I am joined now by comedian, podcaster, and all-around entertaining human, Becky Lucas. Becky, welcome to the Green Room Podcast. Hello. It's very exciting to have you here. I know we're coming to the end of a pretty weird year, but we're slowly but surely clawing out of the weirdness more and more. 2022 is already looking pretty bright for you. I know you are on the bill for Brisbane Super Fun. I'm going to say it wrong. I always say it in the wrong way around. Super <laughs> Fun Day Festival. Got it right? Yes. Um, 
which is something I'll come back to shortly. But back to this year for a moment, somehow you've still been able to kick total ass in this weird old year, <laughs> including hosting the 2021 Melbourne International Comedy Festival Gala. Can you yes. take me back to that moment? What was it like to get out on stage, especially in that um, setting after it, being cooped up? It was pretty cool. Um, very surreal. It almost feels so strange that that happened when I went back into lockdown again. Yeah. Um, like it felt like a really weird blip. Um, but it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's very strange. Like, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, it was really scary too because that, that's one of those gigs where, like, if you mess up, everyone will talk about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like you can just feel the group chats firing up if you yeah. kind of mess it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, like, I guess you've also been able to do a little bit of awesome stuff. Like you've, I've been reading you constantly labelled as someone taking the podcasting world by storm, which is obviously terrifying to bring you on a podcast, but I love that you've got that. Now, are you are you quoting you? Richard Wilkins? I'm pretty sure I'm quoting <laughs> Richard Wilkins. Wow. I mean, look at that. That is so funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Richard Wilkins um, even know. In fact, I know for a fact that he doesn't really know what podcasts are, oh, which bless. is so funny because then we went on his morning show where he um, told everyone we're taking the podcasting world by storm. <laughs> I don't think he knew what it was. He was just reading that's fantastic. Thing. Well, but, someone you know. <laughs> really thinks it. So I and look, I've yeah. had a listen, and it's actually really awesome. So obviously, you kicked off the Becky and Cam hotline episode one. The first title, "Did You Fart," is what actually hooked me. Like, because I'm very oh, okay. mature, clearly very okay. mature. But I just think it's. I love asking people questions that put them off guard. It's like if you see someone and you're like, you, "Were you just crying?" <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing, actually. Just put them on the back foot. <laughs> yeah, rather than like, "Oh, how's your day going?" Just like, "Have you been crying? Yeah. Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, why?" Has someone said something? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? It was in the group chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm love. I've been reading a lot of the reviews of that too. Like, obviously, it's not just me and. Richard Wilkins pretending to like it but I think stuff like I didn't even bother I don't even bother talking about my problems with friends anymore because Becky and Cairns hotline is all I need like it's hard to argue with that but what gave you guys the idea to start life coaching um I don't I mean we, we always love giving people unsolicited advice I think it's really fun I mean I love doing that I love giving people advice that I would never follow myself like I've been to three therapy sessions and I think for five years I've been just repeating it to other people you know which I enjoy can't do anything myself can't follow my own advice oh but that's um, but yeah it was. therapist <laughs> totally um I don't know why we did it I mean we we always kind of just it was just a good vehicle to like do what we do which is like really silly and stuff and people I think are more invested in just a regular podcast because it's kind of fun to watch people sacrifice themselves because we're, we're often kind of mean to them or whatever. So it's fun. Sometimes we give great advice and then sometimes it's ridiculous, but I think it's like a fun thing for people to see how we're going to react. And then it's fun for other people to see other people taking um, a risk. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. People uh, love like it when it's about them, you know, everyone kind of just wants to be a part of it. So I think that's, that's why it works. Yeah, well, it sounds. I wish my therapist had a better sense of humor, and I did trial it a few times. So, I mean, if there was someone like you actually putting some jokes in there and not <laughs> taking the piss occasionally, I'd throw all my money. Like, there's something to be said for throwing all the money in there too. So, you know, yeah. maybe I might. I might afterwards. I might just see if you know you want to do some freelance work. Um, oh yeah, give me a problem. I'll help you. What do you need? Unless oh, it's you know something that needs medication. 
But yeah. um, <laughs> look, we might be here for a while. <laughs> but as I touched on at the start, you have also been announced appearing on the incredibly exciting, quote unquote, mixed feel with the powers of music and comedy coming together at the Super Fun Day Gracing Brisbane next March. I can't believe that's actually sooner than I actually realize it is, but. The lineup's insane. You've got Hockey Dad, Arnie Donna, Middle Kids, Michelle Brazier, Tia Costello, obviously yourself and many others. What can we expect from a Becky Lucas stand-up set in 2022? And more importantly, <laughs> how excited are you for this amazing event? I'm really excited to do it. I mean, it's I love festivals. It's so fun. Everyone's always so up for it. Um, I'm not even sure what jokes I'll be doing yet. I'm like, I've just started getting back into comedy rooms and um testing out new material but it's been it's been going really well and I'm really excited but I hope to have some really good new jokes for next year but I don't know what they'll be yet hopefully they just appear but I'm sure it'll you know it's fun to kind of point out different people at a festival and make fun of them. Oh god! So I'm yeah. sure there'll be a lot of that. <laughs> Excellent. Again, this yeah. could be like just opening up your therapy skills to a broader audience. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. All my like, bullying streak. <laughs> well, you know what? We all need a little bit of fun. It's a very Aussie thing to do, I feel. So it's and what's more mm. Aussie than a festival? So bring it on. Yes, I know. I love it. I love the. Fe- I love. Um, Seeing, you know, that the, there's all the different types of people at a festival. Like my favourite type of guy is the one who um, he doesn't leave the campsite the whole time. Yes. And he's always like a, a mate, like a like he's like a friend's cousin and he's got his heart. He comes straight from work. He's got high vis on. He's, he's got his own esky. Yes. And maybe he goes in for one act, but yep. he's just always at the campsite. It's like I feel like they don't even leave ever. They just emerge from the ground. Yeah, they're, they're still currently there, like waiting for the next one. I think. Yeah, like, they've been there since Splendor. Like they yes. just sort of emerge to each different location. Awesome. <laughs> I think I went to like Pete's Ridge Festival like 20 million years ago at this point and there was a guy literally it was like a New Year's Eve one and I, he spent the whole time face down on his tent that was never put up and I'm like <laughs> I just respect that I respect yeah. that you can have a great time and not have to go and you know get amongst it totally he does not have one of those timetables highlighted with the different bands no 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 <laughs> what, what year were you at Pete's Ridge because I was at the I was there the year that gotcha, gotcha that was, was playing oh my god and he got angry at everyone do you yes. remember Yes, it was like the, that was one of the last New Year's festivals I ever went to, and I was like, so, "Sorry, got to." Yeah, him. Sorry. he was really cross because you know he's a music teacher, and he totally had like angry music teacher vibes. Yes, well, actually, he my mother's like, okay, music well- teacher, and I got—I was like, "Oh God, oh. it's like my mother's here, and she's Gautier suddenly." Oh, it was hilarious because you know he was like running around trying to show everyone all these different instruments, and he's like, yes. "This one's really interesting because it actually plays all the different octaves," and everyone's like, "Just play the song, play hearts and mares." It's the yeah. only one people knew at that point oh I wonder you oh. may have walked past my mate face down on his tent oh at God. one point how beautiful is that how amazing that's, that's, <laughs> that's I love that that's podcast magic that you is know. oh you can't you can't make this up can you this is too perfect <laughs> well and bring it back to you like obviously okay, all about sure. you very important um <laughs> I had well actually I'm not because I'm going to briefly talk about someone else to start this question but I had Arnie okay. Donner on the podcast a while back Zach was just sick but Mark and Broden showed me their poster wall of sketches it was very on brand mayhem but for yourself yeah. you were talking about kind of how you're going to start planning it like how do you start to test and trial and dream up these jokes like are you a spontaneous person or do you have like a really strict plan about how you bring these to life um you know I really just like I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of friends no I um you know I but I do I have like a lot of funny friends and we we just love to like 
muck around and that's kind of how I come up with stuff is like I talk to people about things that are making me laugh and then if it's funny enough I'll write it down and then I kind of think of some other things that could fit into it and then you just take take it around and like try it out in front of people yeah so there's no like yeah I think I just try to do stuff that's like it's making regular people laugh you know I'm not too deep or anything but but I think that's what resonates and like you genuinely see people actually laughing because there's nothing worse than when someone tells a joke and it's just like that like huh, or like the yeah. awkward sounds. although I do love that sometimes as well I do find that funny occasionally but totally I love it yeah. all I mean it's like it's such a funny it's comedy is so like I think it's so great and it's so fun and um but it is this weird it, it's like you really get everything on the spectrum you get the worst stuff the best stuff and it seems to be really hard to get people to go. Like everyone's always like, laughter's the best medicine. Like we're always trying to compare it to medicine. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, it's like this weird. Um, but I think when people go to a really good night, they're like, oh, this is so good. It's kind of one of those things that gets forgotten. So I'm excited that it's being lifted up into the, into, I, I like the, the combination of music and comedy. It makes us feel cooler. <laughs> So something you touched on earlier that I would love to chat through with you, like obviously throughout the pandemic, I feel like everyone I spoke to, the two really key things that many people were saying kept them sane, despite the earlier shenanigans with sourdough earlier on, it was always music and comedy. And I feel like so many people turned to the arts for something that became like a bit of a strength for them, despite everything. How important is it for you to be able to be part of the incredible arts and comedy scene in Australia and, you know, have fun, but also actually make a difference as this wonderful side effect? Um, I mean, wow, that's, <laughs> you've really made us sound like heroes. Um, <laughs> most of us are just attention seeking, like insecure people. But um, I mean, look, I actually, I like everything. I mean, sometimes you're like, oh God, like, why am I doing this? Is it, you know, constantly asking everyone to like, look at me, look at me. But there is something, you know, you forget how much. Uh, so for example, like um, me and my friend who do the podcast we did a live podcast during the um the the lockdown and I wasn't really prepared for how I mean it's just such a stupid dumb podcast but it was really sweet like we had hundreds of people on zoom like we did it over zoom and it was just really like really sweet to see inside everyone like everyone was alone like there'd be couples and they were home alone on a Saturday night and like you just realize how much you know comedy and stuff like that it does connect people like there is this really fundamental, even if you're all just laughing at something really silly, like just the loneliness that was happening during COVID and stuff, you know, I think it was hard for some people to comprehend just how alone a lot of people were. So when we did that, I was not expecting how uh, to feel so um, moved by it. You know, it was really, really nice. So times like that, I do get really happy. And when I, when I look at people and they're genuinely enjoying themselves, like I do feel um proud to be a part of that I think it's really nice to answer yeah I know I do love that I mean I know it's it's just something really interesting because laughter is like I know you said earlier like laughter is the best medicine all of that but (laughs) it really has that power that for someone like yourself as well like your career is insane you've had so many incredible milestones (laughs) like you I don't want to rattle everything off because you know what you've done (laughs) but I mean you performed solo at the opera house on stage at the comedy cellar you've opened for Conan O'Brien which I will never be okay with that is just like the coolest (laughs) thing alive that sentence but yeah you know you also you know you've got a novel you've been on tv you continually advocate some amazing causes as well but 
Was there a time really early on as a kid where you kind of realized that being an entertainer might've been something you wanted to pursue professionally? Like, is this something you were destined for or was this pure accidental magic? Um, well, I don't know if I was ever like, I mean, I was always funny and like, I liked laughing and, you know, something I was really interested in was just like, if I had a funny conversation with someone or whatever, I, I always wanted to like share it. <laughs> like, I kind of, well, I always wanted to write it down. Like I used to have all these notebooks full of funny things that had happened at school and stuff. So I think I was really obsessed with just the wanting to share stuff that had happened that I thought was funny. Um, but I don't know if I was all, like, you know, I was never like the greatest performer. I think I actually failed drama. <laughs> but, but my a drama teacher was an alcoholic. So it's, ah. you know, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, she might've just been blind drunk during my assessment. Um, but yeah, I was never, I, I never was like, oh my God, I'm so great. Like I've got the X factor. I still don't even think I've got the X factor. Like every time something happens, I'm always like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> like, you know, I think I'm funny and stuff, but I, I definitely don't, um, you know, I've just, I've been very lucky <laughs> to, yeah. to do what I do. <laughs> Coming up after the break, Becky lifts the lid on pinch me moments, fan reactions overseas, and that moment performing on Conan in front of her idol, Conan O'Brien, of course. That and more after this. Love music? Press play. A new release podcast from Euphony. Each week, press play rounds up the best in new music landing in stores and streaming services. Catch all the latest album, EP, and single news, as well as a roundup of reissues, anniversary, and vinyl releases. Host Tiana Speeder is joined by a panel of knowledgeable music experts alongside artists discussing their new releases. Visit euphony.com.au or listen to Press Play on your favorite podcast platform. Considering what you have in like, you know, what you've done, and I don't want to say short space of time because nothing is an overnight success. There's so much hard work that goes on behind it. Like after all this time, yeah. after all the things you've ticked off, do you ever stop? Do you ever get these so-called pinch me moments considering how much you have in your wake at this point? Um, I, you know, I do like, um, you do get kind of used to it. Like it's especially like, I think I started stand up uh, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And you think of the shitty things you did when you were like starting out, you know, driving four hours to perform at an RSL where you just completely bomb or, you know, I've had some shocking gigs, truly, truly, like, you know, performing. I've performed like in the outback on, we were on like barrels and wood. (laughs) And like, you know, there's been some really bad times, but. And so you do, it's weird how quickly you do get used to it when it starts to work. And, but there are some times where you're like, oh, I'm, I can't believe it. I'm so lucky. Well, I like that you say that. Yeah, I was chatting with Hannah from Middle Kids, who obviously you'll be doing some fun things with next year. And she mentioned about the experiences they did when they did Conan, like because they got to do it in person, then they had to do a COVID version of it and just kind of the pros and cons of both of those things. Like yeah. how was that? in your experience when you did it like was it just a whole rush whirlwind kind of thing or did you like oh, did you experience it yeah backstage at Conan was definitely the the time where I was like you know just enjoy it because I I didn't want to be too nervous you know I was like you might never get to do anything as cool as this um so I just was really really trying to just take it all in and be like oh my god because it was so Hollywood like they picked us up in a limo and 
we like you know drove through the big white gates and stuff I was very um you feel very out of body Mm. um yeah it was pretty cool (laughs) yeah it's I think I can't even I'm still I'm gonna fangirl over it so I'll just move on from me like (laughs) losing my mind but in terms of how an American audience reacts to your stand-up as opposed to an audience at home like is there a significant difference did you feel like you had to alter anything or could you just go out and be yourself no, the only thing I had to alter was um, the Nokia. They don't, they didn't have like Nokia 3310s weren't a big thing. Ah. You know, so like, you know how we, like, how old are you? You might be. I'm 35. Oh, okay. I was, you're older was, than me. Oh my God. No, I'm not. Um, but, but the Nokia, the Nokia routine. was the big thing. <laughs> Playing snake in the science classroom when I should have been doing work. <laughs> I was yeah, watching. like it, it's such a, such a thing to have a unbreakable Nokia 3310 yes but um in America not so much like I think they had they were more flip phone they were mm-hmm. flip, flip based so yeah, I had to change nice. that as a reference in one of my jokes but besides that no they I mean I think funny is funny you know mm. um like obviously if yeah like I, I think it's pretty universal you know you know when you've met a funny person even someone who doesn't speak English very well or whatever it's like you can kind of see that spirit yeah. in their eyes Yes, it transcends um, all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, oh. I don't know. People always ask me about the Conan thing and I have never come up with anything particularly. The best thing was that he told me I need meds. <laughs> yes, I read that. Like, was that? Yeah. I mean, I would take that as a compliment personally. Like, that's, yeah, it was, that's definitely going to be high praise. Yeah, and I think he's on meds too. I think whenever when it, whenever someone's on meds, they're like, you need meds. <laughs> it must be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no like amazing story about the Conan thing. It was just, it was just kind of great and I loved it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome to have done it. Yeah. But love, nothing well, compares to this, this <laughs> super fun day. Oh, well that's, I think that's the cool <laughs> thing is like, it's so awesome to have so much local talent amassing. Like the, one of the best silver linings is we do have to look closer to our backyard and recognize and appreciate and celebrate all the great talent we actually have. And it's so exciting to have that. And I guess on that note, given there's a bunch of bands rocking up on the day, this is just me lazily trying to get music recommendations without, you know, having to actually go out and speak to my friends. What bands or artists currently have your attention? Like what's ruffling your feathers in a good way right now on your playlist? Oh my God. I'm so embarrassing. Like I do love music, but I'm a real, like I love, I just love rap music. I also am, I think I'm at the age where I'm regressing. I love so it. it's like I'm just going back to like Mary J Blige and yes you know like even Keith Sweat like all R&B kind of um like old soul kind of stuff so I'm I, it's really funny that I'm booked at this festival because I'm so not up with the newest I mean I kind of am my boyfriend's really into it so I'm, I'm always like have one ear tuned into what's going on but um I'm kind of daggy but in you know it's like you can be funny and daggy. That's the thing. That's it. You know, it's like, like I don't need friend. to be cool to be at this festival. It's like, yeah, it's the greatest thing. It's just a bunch of cool dudes and a bunch of really nice people by the looks of it too. Like it's exciting. Is there mm. any band on there you're actually like secretly or not so secretly super keen to catch? Do you know what I haven't had a look at the lineup yet? So the ones that you've told me are the only ones I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, there's a heap. It's actually, I'm like looking at it because I'm up and down between Queensland and New South Wales all the time. And if they actually finally okay. let me over the border, which they will by then, I will definitely need to be 
actually branching out and not yeah, listening to looks, the same thing, listening to the same old, same old, same old, same old. Totally. It looks really good. My, I've got two little sisters and nine, like half sisters and 19 and 22 and they're just like have already got tickets and they're so excited. So, Aww. I mean, clearly it's, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Like I'm so, I'm kind of, yeah, I, I don't know the new music, but I always get them tickets to Splendour and stuff and they love it. <laughs> Um, that's the best present of all time. That's pretty yeah. awesome. And yeah, I know that Super Fun Day is going to be huge. And obviously what the doctor ordered for a lot of people after the last two years we've all had. And, for you sure. know, let's not years prior, it's also been a bit shitty too. But beyond that, is there anything you can reveal about what you've got planned in the not so distant future? Or are you just kind of going to start the new year, um, let it roll? What have I got planned? I got it. I have a new cat. Oh, so. my gosh. Go on. Some, I know. I've become a cat person, which I never thought I would. Like I just had no interest in cats and now I've got one and it's all I want to talk about. Um, but I'm also scared. I don't know if you have a cat, but when you have a cat, you just don't, like you spend the all day trying to smell for piss. Yep, yep, yep. Like I'm just walking around the house like, is that piss? Is that piss? Because <laughs> I don't want to be a couple that's like, oh, we've got a cat. Now a house doesn't stink. It's like, yes, it does. It reeks. <laughs> we can smell it. But that's um, exciting. You know, it gives you something to do during the day when you're not busy planning all these amazing shows potentially. Totally. Yeah. No, <laughs> I've got some exciting stuff happening. I mean, there's all the music festivals, uh, sorry, all the comedy festivals next year. Um, I'm doing, I have a secret little thing that's happening, not to be one of those people that's like, oh, watch out for an announcement. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some really fun things happening. I'm, I'm so, so happy. Like after lockdown, it really has just lifted my mood. Like I'm in, I'm in a great, great mood. I can't wait. I'm so excited to do all of it. Oh, I love that. And it's just, mm. just too. And I feel like it's going to be fun, not just for us, but also for you, but obviously looking a little bit further than that there are so many other things no doubt you know lying in wait that you may not even know about that's going to happen but anything you still want to tick (laughs) off your bucket list professionally at this point I mean you've had a lot Um, but is there anything else you'd secretly love to do oh I don't know I I mean it would be fun oh I don't know I'm too scared I don't want to jinx it I'm a little bit um I'm a little bit What's the word? Superstitious. Yes. I think it's a good way to be though. And you can play it close to your chest. And I think like the best thing is the fact that we're even allowed out of our houses at this point is just such a big win for so many. So I think whatever else comes, it's got to be just a beautiful icing on that cake. Yes, absolutely. That's very (laughs) exciting. Um, Yeah. Are you superstitious? Yeah, I think I like to say that I'm not, but more and more I like, you know, I'm always a just in case person. So I'm like, you know, I, I say I'm not, but then I'm like, but I'll do this just in case. Yeah. Like I will like not wear certain shoes because I had a bad day wearing yes. them or, yeah. Or I don't, when I, sometimes if I do gigs where they, they pay cash in hand, I don't let them pay me before I've done the, the spot. Mm. Just little like things this. like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I, I think it's also a level of like, you know, intelligence behind that too, because you're just trying yeah. to hope for the best and you're trying to plan ahead as much as you can. If possible. Totally. You need something to believe in. Absolutely. What else, <laughs> you know, what else can we do really? Yeah. <laughs> well, Becky, keep you much longer. Given I have dragged you on the Green Room podcast today, the absolute last question no. I have for you, when you're able to, you know, branch out, get around, get on these shows, do all these amazing things, 
what's one essential item you like to take with you and have in your green room slash backstage area or whatever they give you is what's at the top of your essential backstage items? Oh, I love burger rings. Yum. Yeah, I'm a real burger ring girl. <laughs> oh, damn, yeah, I'm into this. <laughs> Do you? Because a lot of people think they don't like them and then I, I'm like, have one and they have it and they're like, oh, this is amazing. And that's when I, I snap think- it and say, no, I'm eating all of them now. That's what you get. <laughs> yes, they're so good. Oh, I like this. I think people think they're too silly. I think they think because they're a circle, they're like not a serious chip. Yes. You know, people have got these kind of preconceived notions. Yes, you're so right. And then, like yeah. you can put them on your fingers and have a few extras so you don't have yeah. to get up and like reach for more. Like what's not to love here? Totally. But I think that silliness is what makes like people like I'm an adult now. I'm not allowed to like that chip. It's like you absolutely are. Yeah. You know, the don't inner, bring don't, out the inner child. Totally. <laughs> Don't commit to a corn chip for the rest of your life. There's other things out there. Liz, life's meant to be lived and this is the way to do it. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, I I like to have them. (laughs) Yes, I'm very on board with this. Well, hopefully they'll get you some backstage at Super Fun Day next month. Yeah, I hope they're listening to this. If not, I'm going to have a huge hissy fit. I will will be there to back it up and, you know. I'm going to go go ballistic. I'm going to be ripping down speakers. Um, You know. We're like, why? Burger rings. Yeah. I'm going to give everyone in middle kids a wedgie. <laughs> I love this. Well, it's going to be some very, very fun things ahead. And I cannot wait to see this, hear more of your podcast, see more of your stand up, and just generally see you continue to take over the world. So thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much. Me. If you haven't, or even perhaps if you have seen Becky Lucas throwing out the funnies on stage, go and have a look or go and have a rewatch. I guarantee you there are so many relatable and downright hilarious giggles to be had. Plus, you can get some extremely niche life advice via her podcast, The Becky and Cam Hotline, alongside co-host Cameron James. And if you're in the festival way or up in Brisbane next March, the Super Fun Day Festival is guaranteed to cater to everyone. Music and comedy together in one epic day. Seriously, what is not to love? I will be there with bells on if they let me over the border finally. A massive thank you to Becky for spending some time with me today. You can also catch a watch of this episode of The Green Room as well as previous episodes over on YouTube as well. Just search The Green Room with Tiana Speeder and get viewing. And if you'd like to catch up on any previous episodes of The Green Room or discover a new podcast while you wait for next week's episode, head on over to euphony.com.au to get more or find us wherever you normally get your podcast from. A big shout out to everyone who has been sharing and showing The Green Room some love. It's all for you, really. So it's always awesome to hear from you. And don't be shy. If you love The Green Room or like if love is too strong a word, don't want to overstep the mark. Let us know, follow, subscribe, like, and maybe even chuck us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world and it does help us bring you these chats with all these wonderful humans. But for now, that is it for today. Thank you so much for dropping by. Have an awesome week and I will catch you next time on The Green Room. Tiana Speeder is a euphony podcast created by Craig Trewick, produced by Tiana Speeder and Andrew Mast, hosted by Tiana Speeder, recorded, edited, and engineered by Zig Parker. Music by Zig Parker. <laughs>